0: Welcome to the Open Government Podcast. I'm Richard Pietro.
1: And I'm Samir Vasta. Each episode of the Open Government Podcast brings you an interview with someone working in open government and citizen engagement in their community. In our first
0: episode, Samir was kind enough to interview me. And we felt that whatever is good for the goose is also good for the gander. <laughs> so today I'm going to be interviewing Samir for a couple of reasons. Number one, he was one of the first invited guests to the Open Government Tour. And he has some incredible insights into this Gov and Open Data community. And second, well, I want to put him under fire a little bit. So
1: <laughs> make, <laughs> oh make him squirm I, a I little bit. I don't think I
0: prepared enough for this, <laughs> So, uh, Samir, first of all, you are with the Mars Discovery Center in Toronto. Uh, You've been a public servant once in your life. You used to work for the World Bank. Um, Tell us a little bit about sort of the genesis of how all those things tied together.
1: The easy answer is that I wanted to devote my life to the public sector. Um, and there are various ways for me to do that. <laughs> but the, the the longer answer was that I, I realized very quickly that I, I, governance was something that I was really interested in. I liked the way that big organizations operated and how they can do it better and how they can actually do it better in a rapidly changing society, which is using more technology and new digital tools. And... The question I asked myself was, if, I'm, if I really enjoy governance, and I really enjoy the way organizations work, and I really enjoy this kind of idea of the future being mediated through technology, how can I make the most difference? And that's, that's why I wanted to get involved in organizations like the Ontario Public Service, like the World Bank, and now with Mars, because each of the projects that I get to work on in all of those places really have an impact on how organizations, how government and how the public sector interacts with citizens in new and different ways.
0: Now, most people can probably frame what the World Bank is and what the Ontario Public Service is, but the Mars Discovery Center is kind of unique in and of itself. So do you mind just giving a bit of
1: context around what it does and what you do for Mars? Definitely. So Mars is an innovation center in Toronto and we do a whole gamut of things, but at its core it's really fostering a spirit of innovation. Uh, not just in the city, but in the province and across the country the 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 mantra we use is that the future matters, and the future is is led by innovation. So how do we create a culture? How do we create a, a bunch of people, uh, businesses, organizations, and systems that really foster innovation and help people think in different ways? A lot of what we do is helping you know, small startups and innovators and entrepreneurs uh, with their businesses, usually all of them with a social good. But also what we have are kind of systems-level initiatives to figure out how we can help change systems uh, to help that kind of innovation to prosper. And one of of the system-level initiatives is Data Catalyst, and that's where I sit. And our role really is to look at what role data has In the creation of new economies, new markets and new ways of thinking and doing things. So what I do is I work a lot with the public sector and with the private sector to see how I can bring those two entities together to create new ways of doing things. How can we actually deliver better public services to citizens using the innovation that's coming out of the private sector.
0: And this is where I find the work you do to be fascinating because you're right on the cusp of that adoption curve, right? You're an innovator, you're you're there, you're seeing what's happening. So why don't you give us a few examples of what open gov and open data in particular is starting to look like um, and and that the fact
1: that people don't know that it's open gov and open data. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the 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 idea that I always have is that we, we need to stop being afraid to let people make money. And the example I always give is the weather service. Right now, if you look down at your most of your phones, all the listeners, you probably have some application on your phone that tells you the weather. Or if you're in front of your television, you can switch to the weather channel. Or if you're in your browser, you can actually go to weather.ca or some other place where you will find out what the weather is that is open data, and that is a public service that's being delivered by businesses and private sector entities based on open data. When the US Meteorological Service released an API of their data, of all their, uh, sorry, of their weather data, what that allowed is for businesses to build applications, television channels, all sorts of things on top of it, create a $2 billion industry, create jobs, create new economic growth, but also provide a public service that the government didn't have to do on its own. And I'll argue it's probably best that the government didn't do on its own. Sometimes we don't want our government to running a television station or to be creating apps for our phones. Sometimes the private sector can do that better and provide a public service to all the citizens in a better way because they're better suited for that, but they require some kind of resource, and in this case the resource was weather data, that comes from government. So what are the other metaphors that we can use for that? What other kinds of resources, what other kinds of real treasure troves are in the public sector which can be shared by the, to the private sector by the government and can create better public services, new tools, new services for citizens, but also allow this kind of framework for economic growth, new jobs, and new business?
0: and actually that 's one of the things i 've been saying for for a short while, just to myself and the people who were willing to listen to me talk is that government is excellent at collecting data they 're terrible at publishing information. Let us do it and and one of those examples uh, that you 've been working on is this the green button idea tell us a bit more about the
1: green button yeah the green button is I, i like to call it an open government project even though it doesn't quite fit what people think of open data and open government the green button is not about the government releasing a data set and then the private sector using it it's about knowing that each and every single one of us produces a whole lot of data on a regular basis We have personally identifiable data when we shop, when we use our financial transactions, when we go and use the healthcare system, when we're in schools. And one of the kinds of data that we're creating is that we have smart meters in all our houses. And that data from smart meters goes to a big repository. The utilities use that data to give us a a bill at the end end of every month that uses time of use billing. But what else can that data do? Right now we don't know because that data sits in the repository and consumers don't actually have the control over where it is. though it's the data that they've created and it's data about them. So a lot of times government acts as a custodian. Acts as this kind of, we're going to hold it for you. We're going to keep it in a private private way so your personal information isn't compromised. But nothing else happens with it. Now what if we gave consumers the power to say, well that's my data and thank you for keeping it in a privacy enabled way, but what I want to do is share it with this application or this service or this Facebook game. And if I'm able to share it with them, I can do interesting things. So one, the green button is actually a protocol to allow users, to allow consumers, the people who actually create the data in their smart meter, to say, yes, application A or yes, business A, you can access all of my personal uh, my personal smart meter data that's in the repository in a privacy-controlled way so that nothing's being compromised and it's all according to privacy by design principles. And because of that, you're able to provide me with a service, whether that's helping me manage my bill better or creating a game that lets me my compete with my neighbors to see who can actually have better energy conservation or a new education program in schools to help the students understand not just conceptually about conservation, but really understand how, what they do affects their own conservation in their homes because now they're able to create, things that are directly related to their smart meter usage. So what it is, it's a way for people to control their own data. So it's not open data, but it's actually personal data used and controlled by citizens. But it's also open government because it's allowing government to do things like conservation and education, all things that they already do, but do it in partnership with the private sector and the citizen themselves.
0: And uh, for those people who are having a hard time visualizing the impact, I think gps was probably the closest thing like gps was this military thing but now gps is being used for foursquare
1: right <laughs> exactly. like yeah and there are a whole lot of other examples of things again that the government has a bunch of data like I, you know all our maps data essentially were created by my mapping agencies and government but because they're able to share those because we we release map files and shape files and tiles Um, in the public sector, we release them to the private sector. We're able to create services like Google maps. They're able to create all sorts of other things that things can sit on top of. And then all of a sudden it makes our lives as citizens better. And that's because the government is enabling other people like a platform. They're enabling other people, innovators, businessmen, all of these people to do public services that help us.
0: Now, one of the classic conversations that you and I have had for the last few years, um, Is this idea of how to "quote unquote" sell open gov and open data to the public, which is you uh, you present the perspective that it sort of has to be sold to the public from an economic perspective, and I take more the values side of that argument.
1: We're not going to have time to talk (laughs) about that today. I, I will opine very quickly. It's it's not that I only take the economic. Uh, the economic view. A lot of times I do take a very strong economic view because there's a lot of people on the other side around the values and accountability. But I mean, I think there's, a, there's room for both of those things in the discussion. I just think that we can't argue away the economic side because that, uh, that reaches a whole bunch of people that we may not be able to reach through the values discussion. And when I say a whole bunch of people, it's not just citizens, but it's the stuff that citizens do. It's their businesses and their organizations that actually are driven by economics.
0: Well, maybe in a later episode we can try and just dive more deeply. You and I essentially <laughs> duplicate this conversation
1: we've had a thousand times. Maybe we'll have a debate episode. <laughs> yeah, maybe
0: exactly. So, uh, so thank you so much, Samir, for for all the great work you're doing at Mars and and uh, helping this old podcast get together. And and you're you're just so awesome. I'm so glad you're on this. <laughs> thank
1: you, and I'm really excited to be a big part of this and i'm excited to talk to all the people that you talk to on the tour and learn from them and uh hopefully you know grab some things that other people can learn and and reuse across the country as well
0: well there you go so you know if you have any questions about today's episode uh the hashtag for the podcast is ogt pod uh my twitter
1: handle is at richard pietro My Twitter handle is at Vasta, and again, we'll be back very soon with more interviews, not just Richard and I this time, uh, from people working in the open government community. And just a big shout-out to Keith McDonald for providing the intro and outro music for the podcast. So until next time, I'm Richard Pietro. And I'm Samir Vasta, and thanks for listening.